Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love the reading is from chapter or Luke chapter 22, verse 24 through 27. A dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater? the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Wonderful. Well, before Cindy comes up, I want to do just a brief introduction. Um, Open Doors exists here in Elk River, uh, serving homelessness and homeless teens in our community. And so if you're familiar with the organization, this may seem a little bit um, interesting. If not, check out opendoorsforyouth.org is their website for more information. Um, I will also say part of our partnership this morning for our online audience, you guys heard a little bit about this this morning. We're also partnering with an organization called Moving Mountains Minnesota, um, and they serve uh, teens who kind of get placed into foster care in kind of emergency situations, um, as well as families who have struggles with fire or other circumstances, providing toiletries and clothing and items for them as they have a need. Um, But today, we have a very special guest. Uh, Cindy, the executive director, is joining us to lead just a little story about Open Doors, um, a little bit of that, what they do, and to share some of the experiences people in that community have had. So we are incredibly grateful to welcome Cindy, um, who was part of the founding uh, or group of people who gathered together in 2013, where she's worked as a volunteer throughout that process. um, And in 2017, Uh, She was hired as the executive director where she's served since. One thing I want to read really quickly is the vision statement for Open Doors so you kind of understand a little more about the organization. Open Doors for Youth strives to create communities in which youth experiencing homelessness find hope and feel supported and valued. And I think that's part of our mission as a congregation when we are called to serve others in our community. So with that, I'll welcome Cindy to come on up here for having me today. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Uh, I was at the 830 service, which this is a whole different feel here. This is nice. Um, I was telling Jeremy that I probably could say all this in my sleep, but I like to have notes because I never quite know what my brain's going to do at any moment. So (laughs) forgive me if it seems like I'm reading from a script, but I am. (laughs) Thank you again for having me. Um, As Jeremy said, I'm the executive director at Open Doors for Youth. And I appreciate you welcoming me here on your Serving Sunday. In 2012, a small group of folks from Elk River community were concerned about the unmet needs of youth experiencing homelessness in our community. 
This small but mighty group had a passion to help, to serve, as you do, young people in our community who no one else was helping. To offer them a space to build connection and trust, a place to belong where they felt supported, valued, and cared for. This passion led them to establish Open Doors for Youth. Open Doors is a nonprofit organization. We opened our doors in 2015. We serve youth experiencing homelessness or housing instability in Elk River and many surrounding communities. We are the only agency in all of Sherburne County and Eastern Wright County that serves this particular population. So you can imagine that we draw from many of the surrounding communities because um, we really are the only source of help for these young people. We have a drop-in center here in Elk River, just across the railroad tracks by the old post office and First Step Preschool, if you know where those places are. And we also serve youth or high school students in surrounding high schools through outreach. Most people, when they hear about us, ask the question, there are homeless youth in our community? Where are they? I don't see them. In rural communities like Elk River, youth experiencing homelessness are often referred to as an invisible population because we typically don't see them on the street corners or congregating in places. Most of them are couch hopping, which means they're staying with friends or relatives or friends of friends and literally sleeping on their couch or in their basements. When we talk about this with folks in rural communities especially, many people recognize that there was someone from their teenage years that was couch hopping. Or maybe they had a friend or a relative that stayed with them for a period of time. Or maybe they were that young person who was couch hopping themselves. Other places youth experiencing homelessness might stay include their cars, if they have a car, various places outside, such as parks or playgrounds, in tents. Some of the youth that we serve have their own housing, but they're extremely rent burdened, which means all their money is going towards rent, and they don't have funds to pay for food or clothes, and they're really just one step away from experiencing homelessness again maybe because they have a car repair or medical bill, and then they don't have the money they need for their rent. The next question we often get asked is, why are they homeless? What did they do? And we prefer to ask this question differently of the youth that we serve. We ask them, what happened to you that you are now experiencing homelessness? Homelessness certainly isn't something that youth choose, and it isn't the result of bad actions on their part. It's a situation they find themselves in, usually due to circumstances beyond their control. Circumstances such as generational poverty, aging out of the foster care system, or being asked to leave at the age of 18, being rejected by family because the young person identifies as LGBTQ+, or many kinds of abuse in the home, such as physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, drug abuse, or alcohol addiction, and simple neglect. Most of the time, these young pe people leave their homes because they have to for their own safety and they don't want to get caught up in a cycle of addiction. One story that I want to share with you demonstrates how poverty and abuse in the home can lead to homelessness. Derek's story is this. My friends and I were always the poorest kids in the cul-de-sac. We had been best friends since we were in elementary school and we always had each other's backs. We all had different living situations. 
My dad struggled with paranoia, and sometimes he became violent, so I had to leave. My friend's mom was in jail for a while, so he mostly lived in his house by himself. My other friend had a home to stay at, but her parents were usually mad at her, and she often left for the night to escape, to escape the anger. One of my teachers had been helping me with a little extra food. She suggested that I go to Open Doors for Youth before the summer began. Maybe they could give me a meal or some clothes or shampoo. They seemed really nice. After school was out in June, I got my friends to go with me. That summer, the three of us usually couch hopped at one or another of our houses, and then another, and sometimes in a car. Almost every week, we would go to open doors for food and clothes in a safe place with nice people. As you hear in this story, at Open Doors, we help young people with essential basic needs, such as a hot meal, food, clothes, hygiene products, sleeping bags, blankets, mostly a safe, welcoming space to get some rest. We also provide individualized case management, mental health support, and connections to service providers to help youth in the areas of employment, education, and housing resources. Of course, we most often think about, when we think about youth experiencing homelessness, we assume that success equals getting housed. That's a natural assumption. Through the work that we've done in the last six years, we've actually come to realize that success isn't only about obtaining housing. The youth we serve often first need help with the basics, food, clothes, getting a driver's license, or, an I or a state ID, or other vital documents health insurance, employment, learning daily living skills, addressing mental health challenges or substance abuse, and recovery. Without these pillars in place, as well as connections to trusted adults, the youth will struggle to gain stability or maintain housing. Another youth story that I want to share with you that helps us understand this is Dan's story. His story goes like this. After high school, I went to community college for a while, but my anxiety made it really hard. I was working a lot and started secretly dating guys. And then I just admitted to myself and later to my parents that I was gay. They kicked me out and told me I was not welcome back. Sometimes I'd stay with friends or friends of friends, and sometimes I would stay in my car. Then I met my first boyfriend, and I lived in my car parked in his parents' driveway. They were the ones that told me about Open Doors for Youth. Open Doors helped me get enough money for a security deposit and find an apartment that I could afford. They helped me get some furniture, and I moved in right before Christmas. They even gave me gifts, which I put under my very own Christmas tree. I had been homeless, and then I wasn't. This sounds like a success story, and certainly parts of it are. But unaddressed substance abuse and addiction eventually led Dan to lose his housing. He needed to have some of those pillars in place that I spoke of first. So he returned to Open Doors, and we helped him restart. In 2015, Open Doors began as an all-volunteer-led organization aimed at providing a safe space where youth in need can connect with trusted adults and get the help that they need. Since then, we have hired three staff members, expanded our drop-in center space, 
developed partnerships with local school districts to provide outreach to area high school students, added mental health services at our center with a certified therapist and through school outreach, and we are currently working on a new partnership with a medical provider to establish a free clinic so our youth can access free health care. Lastly, I want to share one final youth story with you. I kind of consider this our big success story recently. Cassie came to us at the age of 17. She was living in a tent and dealing with trauma from a history of abuse and neglect. She was in the tent with her partner until it got cold. Then they moved into his car. Eventually, with the help of Open Doors and Catholic Charities Housing Services, they acquired housing, renting a room in a house. We lost touch with Cassie for about a year, which often happens with our youth. When she reconnected with us, which also happens often, she was staying in Norwood, Young America, and needed help connecting to resources there. They had lost their housing in the Elk River area and had bounced around quite a bit. She also had a baby now. Cassie eventually moved back to Elk, the Elk River area with her young son, now as a single parent. She was determined to break the cycle of abuse in her family and be the kind of mom that provides a safe, loving, stable life for her son. She returned to school to get her diploma. She's currently attending college, working towards a degree in accounting. She is now in a stable, loving, supportive relationship, and she and her partner have purchased a home in St. Cloud and are engaged to be married. Through lots of hard work, grit, and determination, Cassie has changed the trajectory of her life and that of her young son. Throughout her journey over the last four years, she has stayed connected to open doors, no matter where she was or what was going on in her life. Even though her current situation is stable, supportive, and dare I say successful, she continues to reach out to ask for help and to share lots of good news. Someone asked me recently, what do you think Open Doors is good at? I think we're good at a lot of things, but what came to mind immediately was, we are really good at building connection and trust with the youth we serve, so they know they can always count on us no matter what. We've come to realize over the last six years that the most important work we do is all about relationship. Building trusted relationships with our youth who have a history of fractured relationships and building relationships within our community, part, within our community and partners such as Elk River Lutheran Church, which has supported Open Doors from the very beginning. So thank you for your support and thank you for inviting me to here today. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.